In a world where best laid plans go astray, there are two separate but equally important groups. Those who create history with their stupidity and the shit show podcast that covers them. These are their stories. Hello and welcome back to Shit Show. We're so sorry. <laughs> I'm Gus. What is this? Me post-coitus? <laughs> <laughs> no, there's not enough tears. Anyway, so <laughs> welcome to Shit Show, your weekly tugs collar <laughs> edition of when things go wrong historically and in the present. I'm Gus, your rig. Yes, I am. That is me. It is who I am. It's what I'm about. And speaking of things that we're about, mate, we're about honesty. Mm-hmm. And it is uh, time that we're honest with the people because we have had a slightly lengthy absence since our last episode. There's a very good reason for that, which I think it's important that we share with everyone. Absolutely. So we have unfortunately uh, found ourselves in a position where we've made some mistakes, which we're going to have to uh, live with for the rest of our lives. And we don't really want to hide these from you. You deserve more. Exactly. Um, we're just going to shoot straight with you guys. Um, the nuts and bolts of it are... As follows. Life is like a hurricane here in Duckburg. And I'll be completely honest with you. Yeah. Probably, it's. I was probably 11 years old when I saw teeth outside of someone's mouth yeah. like that. Yeah. And that was quite jarring. Yeah. I but think for both of us. Might solve a mystery or history. In the end, I think training up the rabbits was a really cool part of it. Because yeah. w- without without that, the whole thing falls over at step one. But I think things just really spun out of control money-wise. There was just expenses on expenses. Yeah. The plastic surgeons, the yeah. rabbit trainers, yeah. the tickets to the tickets to Panama. Yeah, that didn't. That, that was that was I don't think that was on the original budget. No. I mean we can't we can't bring them back, but Unfortunately, it does does make it a uh, a thing where it's difficult to look their families in the eye and say, uh, I'm, "I'm sorry, there's nothing we can we can do." Here's a bag of cash. But yeah, and I was just tearing anything yeah. apart that was yeah. in my way. Yeah, we had to lock you in there afterwards. Yeah, and I, and that was you know what that was a wise move in hindsight. Felt a weight, a weight off off the shoulders, uh, but there's there's a sort of a there's a shrouded um, there's a darkness that I think we both have now and that I've noticed yeah, uh, about I mean, us both. Since. That's that's never going to go away. No, I don't think. No, I think uh, I think that's that's unfortunately our our cross to bear mm. uh, bear permanently. Um, but it does feel good to be able to tell uh, people and yeah, just just like that day. You know, it's the sort of the weight off the shoulders yeah. when you talk to someone about it. Yeah, mm. Ab- absolutely. But um, but as as we agreed, that's the that's that's it. This yeah. is we've we've now told people we can put it behind us. Um, absolutely. And now we will never have to speak of it again. We don't. That's Which I guess I mean we can move on with the show, can't we? Absolutely. So uh, fantastic. Thanks for joining us, guys, and we are really really glad to have you uh, on board for shit show. This week, Rig has the segments. Yes. I have the media portion, but 
First cab off the rank will be, as always, Trainwreck Trophy. Rig has gone through the internet, through across it. the internet, across into it. the internet. Into he it. is driving down the information superhighway with the top down, grabbing comedy nuggets. Because that's <laughs> what people who drive convertibles do. They put their fucking hands out of the car and they grab shit as it goes past. <laughs> but before that happens, it would be remiss of me not to play the sting. in that convertible there is no CD player because <laughs> you did not remember any of the songs that we needed to play. <laughs> anyway, Trainwreck Trophy. We're in it. So here's the first one. Numero uno, which is very pertinent. So Mexican entertainer Vicente Fernandez. Good. Known as the king of ranchera music. <laughs> or Vinnie Fern. <laughs> revealed... In a <laughs> V Fern, yep. That's his NBA nickname. <laughs> I, was, I was about to say. What is <laughs> that's a that's a serious uh, female only Spanish venereal disease. <laughs> <laughs> only affects plants. Um, so he's the king of ranchero music. He revealed in a recent interview that he refused a liver transplant. Sounds so, dumb. You always take a liver transplant. That's one of my ten commandments. And that's not the only, that is not the dumbest thing to come out of this. So quote. They wanted to give me some other man's liver, and I told them, I'm not going to sleep next to my wife with another man's liver. (laughs) (laughs) Fernandez, 79, said earlier this month on Mexican TV program Di Primera Mano. We should not be giving 79-year-olds any new organs. I want that on the record. (laughs) (laughs) I am famously ageist. (laughs) Me too. I literally had a chat to one of my customers today. And we were talking. Fuck you! You're <laughs> old. Can't wait for you to die. <laughs> I said, you know that there, there are people who like you know blokes out there who have these really outdated ideas. And I'm like, if you reckon you're such a big man, why don't you go out into the forest and lie down and just bleed out? <laughs> just oh, fucking give up the goose. <laughs> go away. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> for anyone that's wondering how Rig does in his job. Quite well, surprisingly, is the answer. <laughs> I'm going super well. Client, clients really do take his advice to heart. That guy's dead. Yeah. And it's it's on your hands. I, I, I bring down those walls between me and my customers, and all it takes is a super dicey Hail Mary opinion. <laughs> Fight or flight. So this is where it really jumps the shark. He goes on to say, quote, I don't even know if he was a homosexual or an addict. Oh, what is like th- this what? is this is now running like some side some sort of like shitty far right wing would you rather <laughs> where it's like everyone's getting shit faced with their pointy sheet hats <laughs> <laughs> and then suddenly one guy goes okay I got one would you rather get a desperately needed liver but it's from a gay man or almost certainly die. <laughs> This other do- oh man, that's a tough one, Cooter. I mean, that one is fucked up. You always get as good with these hard ones. How'd you even think of that? I assume that's how it goes. Yeah, and and then because again they are old AF, they choose die. Yeah, because if there's one thing that everybody over sixty is still terrified of, 
it's the gays. Oh, totally. Very, very confused about uh, how 2019 is playing out. Yeah, exactly. I'm waiting to see the next link between ch- climate disasters and the gays. Oh, it's waiting for it to come out of the most likely place, the Bourbons. Parliament. <laughs> <laughs> run, run by exactly that generation. <laughs> exactly. Um, is is there a more uh, unfairly persecuted? <laughs> Group than the old white man, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> old white straight man. When's he gonna have his day? Yeah, exactly. Can't say anything that nowadays. PC world gone mad. Ain't that right? To it smacks her on the ass. <laughs> Good lord. Anyway, what makes it worse is that the interviewer, after hearing this, literally laughs. So it's like. Hey, it could have come from a homosexual or addict. Like it's some sort of punchline at a redneck comedy night with the fucking red curtain and the spotlight behind him. Uh, and the interviewer is like, ha, 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 but with the J's because it's Mexico. And, you know, he's, he's having real fun with it. And then Fernandez, who said doctors had found a cancerous lump in his liver in 2012 when he was touring in Texas, recalled leaving the hospital after refusing the transplant against his doctor's wishes. Because, of because course, doctor. your doctor is trying to save your life, you dumb fuck. Quote, they didn't want me to leave, but I got dressed and started leaving. They said, please, Mr. Vicente, at least leave in the wheelchair. If anything happens to you, they'll shut down the hospital. So I left in the wheelchair. This very smart doctor with a medical degree then comes out and rightly says, liver transplants are done where there are no other options. Without a transplant, the rate of dying is greater than 75% within the first year or two. So it's not something that should be easily dismissed. <laughs> We've discussed this. Anytime... Old men should die. <laughs> I really think they should. Anytime that you are given a medical chance of survival that is lower than 90%. Yeah. Things are fucked. Let me tell Modern you medicine is incredible. Yeah. Everybody is alive. We all gonna live forever. Yeah. But but that ten percent is considered in medicine to be an absolute gulf. Like if you're being given ninety percent, people yeah. are like, fuck, you are really, really ill. <laughs> if someone says you have a twenty five percent chance of living in two years' time, it's like corpse. Yeah. Actual absolutely. corpse. And it's like I think when you look at it, they're like ninety percent chance of survival. You get like an itchy neck. Yeah. Right? And then, like, you have a 20% of survival. It's like tug collar. <laughs> and then it goes 40%. You're like, maybe I should update my will. And then it's like 25%. And it's like, walk out of the hospital. <laughs> Fuck this. I don't need your liver, apparently. <laughs> but it, it's good. This is, this is the way it should be. It's a, I think that in less, it's something, it, we should not be uh, creating a medical system that says, if you're an idiot, you get to live. It, it should just be that thing. It's like, if you refuse a liver transplant, then you die. Then you've been given one wonderful golden ticket that you said, fuck your golden ticket. Yeah. I'm going to the park by myself and I'll pay my own way. And then you die. Yeah. That is a huge boon for society. Exactly. But someone who's actually going to appreciate that trip to the chocolate factory is yeah. going to take it. Yeah. Hopefully somebody that still has many years left. Yeah, it's hopefully. A, you don't... <laughs> and hopefully does isn't the fucking king of ranchera music. Oh, my God. What has he done to his liver as well? It's that. That's it. When <laughs> I'll tell you what he's done to his liver. <laughs> Tequila! 
That's all I can sing of it because of royalties. Yeah, uh, I we already sung way more than forty percent. And <laughs> Gergs, you're really gonna need to lawyer up. <laughs> um, but but if you're getting, it should be like a comparative thing. So if you're seventy nine and you're getting a liver transplant, yeah, then you should have to get a fucked liver. Slightly less fucked than the one that you've got, but it oh, must yeah. be from an old person. If you can't be getting a kid who's been in a car no, crash no, no, liver. No, no, no. If you're 79, you're getting my fucking liver. That's worse 31, than a 79 31 year years old, old, works at a brewery. <laughs> All of a sudden, the 79-year-old is like, you know what, I'll just take my two-year chances. <laughs> I'll take the wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, 25% without the liver points to a chart with my face on it. 10% chance. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the doctor goes on to say, I don't know what being gay has to do with it. Fair, Fair enough. A healthy liver is a healthy liver and sexuality cannot be transferred along with the liver. Because that's common fucking sense. How dumb do you need to be? Why? Why are there still people in 2019 that think you can catch gay like it's the flu? I mean, this is the same guy that turned down a liver transplant. I don't think we're dealing with someone from Mensa We're here. not dealing with the top brass. I get that. But, like, becoming gay as a result of an organ transplant is about as likely as me buying a LeBron James jersey and then dunking over nine guys at the fucking All-Star game. Uh, no, that's heaps more likely. <laughs> you, you doing that is infinitely more likely. That, there's a possibility that that could happen with a lot of steroids... <laughs> <laughs> and, a, and a heap of hope. And a torture rack. <laughs> <laughs> However, the other thing, actually impossible. Yeah, fair enough. Point to my face <laughs> on the chart. 40%. <laughs> He's going to make it. He's got a lot of spunk, this kid. All right, so here's train wreck number two. So we return our attention to the home of the stupid. Land of the crazy. Oh, yes. And there's only one place <laughs> where we need to look in that great country. True biscuit. And it is. True biscuit HQ, Florida. <laughs> it sure is. Get them while they're cold. <laughs> Delicious frozen we, tree oh, treats. We are back at the home of the Florida kebab. Can, can Florida. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Where so they just call them kebabs. <laughs> you, you and I need to, to go on a, uh, a sojourn to Florida where we <laughs> no we don't <laughs> where we open we will die where we open a food truck that's just called treats but spelt <laughs> T R E E A T S <laughs> where we sell frozen <laughs> iguanas. <laughs> <laughs> on the side of the road to psychos. And our and slogan <laughs> will be one iguana. <laughs> oh, fuck. oh, God. Get oh. your tree biscuits. Treats. <laughs> fuck, that is good. Crystal. Crystal. <laughs> Crystal, please. For the love of God, make our f- <laughs> tree biscuit our treats. How's it spelled? T-R-E-E-A-T-S. Love that. Treats with our slogan, Wanna Guana. <laughs> W-A-N-N-A apostrophe G-U-A-N-A. Wanna Guana. <laughs> Not want iguana. Wanna Guana. I was also thinking uh, that we tap into the Spanish roots, <laughs> the bottom part of the States, and uh, J-U-A-N, Iguana. <laughs> 
Our mascot. Oh, God. Wana Guana. Wana Guana. <laughs> Which is how people will order. Uh, uh, Wana Guana. He's on Ola. break. Wana Guana. Wana Guana. He's, he's on break. Um, so, yeah, we're in Florida, home of the kebabs. And uh, Stacy Wages is at a restaurant with her friends. That's not a person's name. It is certainly. Maybe it's Wagas. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> is at a restaurant with her friends when she sees a waiter pour liquid nitrogen over someone's dessert. Of what I am assuming is a deliciously sweet tree biscuit. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> it smokes up and Stace thinks that's pretty cool. One of Stacey's friends tells the waiter how cool they think it is. Thinking he might potentially get a better tip or erroneously think he's about to have some sort of milf orgy. He gives the woman a sultry wink and pours a little little licky nutch in their water. Oh, what? Yep. Oh, no. Quote... The- of what? course, I didn't think it was dangerous at all, Wages said. He had just poured it on a dessert. Fuck. Famous <laughs> last words. Oh, no. Next quote. There was an explosion in my <laughs> chest. <laughs> oh, oh, no. I couldn't speak. I felt like I was dying. <laughs> well, uh, it's amazing. The jury's out on whether she actually died. At this point of the story... She she could absolutely die. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. But the logic of this whole thing baffles me. Like, how do you make it to 45 years of age, see liquid nitrogen and look at it like a dog seeing its own reflection for the first time? Or... Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like, like quizzically, like, what what is this? <laughs> what is that? What is that? What is that? <laughs> uh, also, more importantly, how do you get to 45 and never see... Terminated to Judgment Day, which is the home of all things liquid nitrogen. (laughs) (laughs) It's actually a mimetic polyalloy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a huge Terminator nerd. Don't come at me. So, and and, uh, here's the other thing, right? If you saw this, even if, fine, benefit of the doubt, if you've never seen liquid nitrogen, fine. You've just seen someone. No, fuck that. If you've never seen liquid nitrogen, stop listening to this show. Go and look at it, then come back. Because it's fucking critical to this story. If you've never seen it, bone up on that and come back. But it's like you've seen from across the restaurant someone pour some liquid and just it's bellowed smoke everywhere. So it's like, when is smoke ever good? In a forest, smoke equals dead animals and people. Yep. In a kitchen, burnt brekkie. Your kitchen's fucking burnt down. Out of someone's mouth, lung cancer. When is smoke good? Maybe at a fine dining yeah, restaurant. Definitely. definitely. They usually fine serve dining. it on a little <laughs> pyre <laughs> that they've made. I was about to say, uh, I think that there's restaurants where their entire menu is foam and smoke yeah. of different flavours. It's either someone taking a, a glass thing that looks like that container for the rose in Beauty and the Beast yes. and then it just it, all the smoke comes, comes out. We're looking or, right at you, O de V, you <laughs> wanky fucks. Or it's served on a microscopic version of a Viking funeral pyre. <laughs> <laughs> it's just mental. Anyway, because of the liquid nitrogen, Wages had to have surgery to remove her gallbladder. Parts of her stomach were also removed where tissue had been burnt by the extremely cold temperature of the chemical. Oh, God. Yeah, wages... This is what happens if science meets body. Wages has lost over 25 pounds from the incident and will have lifelong digestion issues. What the fuck? But it's time to sue. 
You heard it here first. You want that summer body but don't have the time. <laughs> Try just a little bit of liquid nitrogen. The pounds will be flying off in no time. Turns out most of that extra weight you have is just organs. <laughs> and it's been proven once, twice, going three times that organs, not really that critical. Want a liver? Fuck that shit. <laughs> Stomach? I only needed half of it anyway. <laughs> Look, just take care of yourself. Do a little cardio. Lay off the tree biscuits and have some liquid nitrogen. Okay, you lost fat the whole of Florida at the second last one. That will be melting off in no time along with your fucking gallbladder. Oh, God. So, so that's train wreck number two. It, hold on. Sorry. She absolutely from here, I assume, has been paid out by the restaurant. No, that was all it reported on. Oh, yeah. brutal. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think And the restaurant, unsurprisingly, could not be reached for comment. No, because they've all gone to Panama. They put the waiter in a vat oh, of yeah. liquid nitrogen. <laughs> it's and some kind and then, of and then just gangland shot, peace offering. <laughs> and then just shot him with a pistol, a la Terminator <laughs> 2, smashed into a million pieces. All right, so that's the second one. Train wreck number three. And wow, here's the opening that Rig City loves. A man walks into a medical facility. <laughs> I'm already so aroused. <laughs> this me, is, this is your favourite subcategory of yeah. Pornhub. <laughs> it goes that, then MILF, then teen. <laughs> right, so um, let, me, let me go one better. I'm sorry if the table jumps. A man walks into a medical facility in Panama... Oh, yes. It's getting worse. Lawless. Let me do it again. Let's really, really go for gold. A man walks into a medical facility in Panama after not seeing a doctor for 30 years. Oh, oh yeah. I am rock hard right now. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy-like. <laughs> medical facility is bad enough, but the mention of Panama and time without medical attention is really what sends this into, like, the shit show stratosphere. Yeah, this is this is currently orbiting the sun. Yeah, he says to the doctors, I have a fever. Doctors are like, no worries. The only prescription is more cowbell. Yeah. <laughs> Classic Panama Classic doctor. walking. All <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> Dr. Walkers. Okay. Doctors are So he says, I have a fever. Doctor says, no worries. Let's just examine you. What the hell is that? <laughs> Gus, these doctors look down and the man had a 3.5 kilo basketball-sized scrotum. <laughs> it's like Randy Marsh from South Park <laughs> yeah. come to life. It's just bouncing around on his ball. <laughs> the skin had thickened and there were two open wounds with foul-smelling, pussy liquid at the bottom of his left scrotum. Hate this. It's going to get worse before it gets better. It's, that's what they told him. Apparently, this man had a massive inguinal hernia containing part of his bowel. Oh, what the fuck? Fluid had collected in the bottom left half of his scrotum. But wait, there's what? more. <laughs> he had also suffered severe swelling in one of his kidneys due to a buildup of urine and the inability to piss. I apologise in advance for everyone with a dick and a set of ears for what I'm about to say. <laughs> Doctors decided to operate immediately because they were worried that the skin was rotting. Fuck. 
in the operating theatre, they removed the infected skin and tissue but found that, had the, that he had a further open wound under the skin that was rotting. This needs to end. They attempted to place a catheter in, but it proved to be difficult due to a buried penis. What? They Hold literally on. could not find his dick because uh, oh, everything right. was so fucked. I thought I thought you meant uh, that inside this ball there was a another. No, dick. well, kind of. It's like trying to find oh. the pump hole on a yeah, basketball. Yeah. yeah. At this point, so they they couldn't find uh, they couldn't do a catheter because he had a buried penis. Yeah. And were eventually successful after carrying out a. Dorsal slit procedure. What the fuck is that? I've only heard dorsal pertaining to fins on aquatic creatures. And slit definitely means cut. I mean, this is clearly not human. After the procedure, the medical report states, his wound appeared to be improving, but dressing changes and the wound vacuum were too painful. What... In the holy hell is a wound vacuum and get it the fuck away from my dick and balls. Oh, Oh, this is rough. He had plastic surgery after the fact, which required a thickness graft of his penis. What? Well, I mean, they needed to give him an upper. So look, mate, here's here's the bad news. You came in here and one of your balls was just fucking huge. It was the size of a watermelon. We all took photos and sent them to each other and put them on Facebook and everyone agrees that was fucked. Yeah. However, we fixed it, ish, and we gave you a huge dick. We gave you a thickener. <laughs> we've we've taken some other skin and we've uh we just wanted to give you something to to uh just to bring out to be to be positive about. Well, if that's an upper, here is the ultimate downer. So they do the thickness graph of his penis and a primary closure of the perineum. Oh, That's no, no, the no, gooch. No, no, his no, gooch was no, torn, Gus. No, no, what no. the fuck? <laughs> oh, my God. How does this guy still have a dick? He should have handed it in like a suspended cop with his badge and gun. If you can't be trusted with a dick, you shouldn't have one. It's like old mate with his liver. Why do we have lockouts in Sydney, but this guy gets to keep his dick? What is life? I have so many questions, and most of them are for you. Stop looking up this shit, and please, (laughs) please, please, (laughs) can you not bring any more of these to the show? (laughs) My response, I promise nothing. (laughs) So that is the third train wreck. So, we've got train wreck number one. Old bastard refuses liver that could or most likely could not have been from a gay man. We have a we have the second one, which was the woman who willingly drank liquid nitrogen, lost her gallbladder and part of her stomach. And we have train wreck number three, which was, of course, the man with the basketball scrot. I Rot. I, I do not... I refuse to give it to three. <laughs> it's it just just ethically the fact <laughs> that you brought that on the show. <laughs> I'm I'm DQing that. So it's a it's a race in two. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's either uh, the bloke who turned down <laughs> liver transplant. <laughs> 
which we've agreed is incredibly fucking stupid. Or the second one, uh, which, <laughs> again, anything out of Florida, always incredible. <laughs> what are you going to give it to? I'm going with the old guy who's just not in it for the long term <laughs> and re- refuses to get gay from that <laughs> trans- transplanted liver. It's number one. Love that. Go into the forest and die. <laughs> Play the song. You suck. You suck. Alrighty. So while I uh, just give you guys a quick second, we might have 10 seconds of silence. <laughs> for the uh, demise (laughs) of all sensibility on the show. And also for those of you who are eating to just, you know, clean up the vomit from listening to Rig talk about a busted ball. (laughs) Ten seconds of silence. Rig, have some fucking respect. Okay. Thank you all for listening. Fantastic. <laughs> so we move on with the show. The next segment. One Star Reservoir. The People's Segment. Your favourite segment. I'm, I'm looking at you, Rig, but I'm really talking to you, fair listeners, and to your ears, your favourite segment. It is where Rig has completed the progressively difficult task as we're into Season 2, quite deep into Season 2, of finding... Yeah. Solid one-star reviews of products, movies, books, Ubers, accommodation, or generally people. What have you got? I've got the song. You! I want to take you to a one-star. I want to take you to a one-star. I want to take you to a one-star, one-star reservoir. Wow! See, now this is what I was talking about. You come on here... And you bring this fucking medical shit in here. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, the, the train goes off the tracks. We are the epitome of what the show is about right now. You've driven a fucking tank into the middle of our well-crafted show plan. I brought a tank to a gunfight. <laughs> and you are, as the kids say, high-key rattled. <laughs> anyway, what do you got for us? All right, so the first one. Uh, I thought I would go one better on your hospital reviews that you did the other ah, week. Ah, delightful. Yeah, so here's the one. <laughs> what what sort of a medical Reddit thread have you been on all week? <laughs> <laughs> we will see. I went in to see the doctor and he did not put me at ease once. The dude's face looked like the Grim Reaper. Just an aside, the Grim Reaper doesn't have a face. Does not. Famously. Famously faceless. <laughs> Anyway, I went in for a fe- I went in for a fever check. Turns out I have a basketball sized scrotum. Oh. I had enough. <laughs> Get out! Get the fuck out! You know where the door is? It's about a foot and a half from your big dumb face. <laughs> Fucking crawl out! I speak for everybody when I say you and reading the script of your favourite medical porno can fuck off. <laughs> Yeah, you like that, don't you? <laughs> Big cut scrotums. <laughs> Rig's browser history reads like an absolute disaster. Yeah, it's Scrot Rot 4, The Return. <laughs> A quest for peace. <laughs> <laughs> the quest for my penis. <laughs> oh, okay, no, 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 I'll get into it probably. All right. 
Alrighty. <clears throat> so uh, I've actually I do have a theme this week. Great. And it is nightclubs. Not only is it nightclubs, they are the nightclubs of Adelaide. <laughs> <laughs> You've been Adelaide a few times. Sure have. And uh, until recently, I hadn't found any parts of it that I would uh, I would describe as uh, not murdery. <laughs> My God, that or CBD has been put together very, very well. Uh, it's an organised uh, 15 blocks by 8 blocks and at least 14 of those 15 going side to side are dead set fucked. Oh, yeah. There's Definitely. one great street, though. Don't know where it is. Well, I've been told. Here's, here's <laughs> maybe it might come up in this one. <laughs> Once at school as a youngster, I was made an example of in front of the class for giggling at the word vagina, which, for those of you who don't know, is a term that describes the part of the female anatomy instrumental in the reproductive process. I don't know why I giggled, and I'm not completely sure why I giggle still. Regardless, I was assured by the teacher with the horrifying enormous breasts... <laughs> that it was natural and not to be laughed at. So perhaps I oughtn't judge the woolshed for the act that I was made privy to one Saturday night, or was it Sunday morning? Perhaps I ought to have cheered alongside my companions at the fellow with his finger in the vagina of a drunk girl. I'm ignorant of the social custom in this sort of situation. Of course, normally these sorts of things happen more often than they're witnessed or remembered, and and that's probably because the gentleman and the lady have taken their dirty deeds to dark corners, dingy toilets, or the deluxe back seat of a nearby car. Not at the woolshed, though. The show's on display the moment you walk in the front door. Oh, and they have a mechanical bull. They sure do. P.S. The anecdote above is a true one, but also a metaphor of the woolshed as a whole. It's not a classy place, really, but it does have a mechanical bull. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the woolshed is, <laughs> is absolutely peasanty. Do you want to explain for the people what the wool- woolshed is? So uh, there's a street in Adelaide called Hindley Street. Um, and it is effectively like uh, a town planner has gone, you know what every city needs? An entire street that is just this configuration. Strip club, kebab shop, shisha place, nightclub, strip club, <laughs> shisha place, strip club, <laughs> nightclub, <laughs> wool shed. The wool shed is uh, uh, the bastard child of uh, a pub, a nightclub, a strip club and some kind of strange rodeo <laughs> because it has a mechanical bull in there, but the uh, it's like old-timey saloon it's decor. Like, it, it's, it's like a, a tribute to Australiana is what they're going for. Yeah, b- yeah b- big time. Um, but the mechanical bull is run by a drunk guy, um, which, is ex- which is exactly what you want for something that can kill you uh, <laughs> and that you are going to get people... Who are really, really belted. I challenge to do. you to find any carny that isn't drunk. <laughs> I would be really overselling the bloke that I've seen running the bull <laughs> if I called him a carny. <laughs> I, I would say that uh, a one eyed mouth breather. <laughs> Is probably a more accurate description. <laughs> um, during the ashes, when we went in there, uh, there were a group of poms who'd been on the sauce all day. One of them got on the bull, uh, and this bloke has gone, great, I'm going to crank this thing straight up to 10, <laughs> straight off the bat. It threw this bloke against the wall. <laughs> I'm like, I just saw a murder. <laughs> As is Adelaide's custom yeah. and <laughs> statewide sport. It's the number one type of murder. <laughs> Mechanical bull, <laughs> then homicide, <laughs> then murder-suicide. 
Yep. And, uh, and as is also the custom in Adelaide, as soon as his body hit the floor, they rolled out a barrel and he got put in a vault. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Here's the next one. You are going to find a lot of these <laughs> very memorable. <laughs> I, I assume you were going to walk down that memory lane full of shisha shops, strip clubs and bars. <laughs> I'm so unhappy. If you're currently in the lineup for HQ, do you know HQ? I do know HQ. If you're currently in the lineup for HQ, get out. Before they pat you down, rummage around through your handbag and take away your chewing gum for some reason. Although I can understand why they take security to such an extent because it is filled with wankers sporting rat's tails and brotherhood tattoos. (laughs) After waiting for a year to get in just to get molested at the front of the line, the cover charge is $20. No, sir, I prefer to spend that $20 on a takeaway and loiter on the steps of Macca's drowning my sorrows. There are two main beverages here and they are Alizé with lemonade and vodka lemon lime. How boring to work here in the bar. If you don't have one of these drinks in your hand, people may look at you funny. Just saying. There are 10 bars to choose from to get your Alizé. I recommend the New new Market Cocktail Lounge because it's the least sleazy area in the whole venue and if Joel is working, then you're in luck. Guys, I got so bored here that I found myself sitting at the foot of the spiral staircase playing Guess Which Colour Underwear That Chick Has On and watching girls walk up the stairs. Do you know how many girls don't wear underwear at HQ? Did their mothers teach them nothing? There are fights upon fights in this place. They usually run for a couple of minutes before the security guard, who is busy chatting up the skanky blonde in the corner of the room, actually notices and does his job. What a messed up environment. Open till 6am, but ladies, remember to hold your dress when you are going up the stairs. Fair point to make. This was written by a woman. (laughs) I felt, as I was reading that, I was like, well... That could be dire. Yeah, I- exactly. But also, there is a, a quite clear plug for another venue about halfway through, which makes me feel like that review has been written by a competitor. Could be. Newmarket Hotel mentions a bartender's name, ask for Josh. It's like, all right, so here's the dead giveaway of a fake review. Oh, it sounded like that was a bar within the venue. Oh, That's is- the way that I read it. Apparently, she was saying there were 10 bars within the place. Oh, right. Gotcha. I, uh, Which I, I, I makes miss, me believe that miss, this place is a mammoth joint. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> real estate's pretty cheap in Adelaide. <laughs> Everything is mega. <laughs> People huge. see land and it's either strip club or church. <laughs> yeah, sometimes both. <laughs> it's a weird religion. Church Sundays. <laughs> Hottest <laughs> chicks in Adelaide, right? Saints so. and sinners. <laughs> and here's the third one. Oh, God, way too many nights wasted here until brunch the next day. The only reason being not... Oh, sorry. Let's start that again. Sorry. Oh, God, way too many nights wasted here until brunch the next day. The only reason being nothing else is open post 5am in Radelaide. Sometimes something shit can be better than nothing. Recently, a taxi and my warm bed have held far more appeal. So, in fact, I should thank Reds for being so damn awful. I'd rather go home and thus save time, money, and brain cells. If you are very young, preferably just turned 18, like to be very scantily clad, think inspired by the palace strip joint next door, and ideally have a current or burgeoning drug problem, then you'll love this din of inequity. In fact, you'll like it on Facebook until the cows come home. They actually charge a $20 cover at times, which is laughable in this one-horse town, and you'll only pay if you're feeling very stupid or very drunk or very desperate. Three's a charm. The bouncers have suited henchmen, owners, question mark, out the front, who have obviously taken very comprehensive asshole lessons as they bark at people to stop loitering on their seedy strip of hindley and eyeball others deigning if they are worthy to grace their establishment. What the people who run this show don't get is quantity of clientele. Sure don't equal quality, 
and that soon enough the teens shall grow up and or decide that a path of drugged up partying is not for them. Meanwhile, the rest of us leave Red Square and rush home to a hot shower and Dettol to scrub away the shame and disgust of a night there. <laughs> That's all true except for the last part because it's common knowledge that any city that is as Adelaide is and has a... Adelaide is a city, a, correct. ...and has a train station that has a direct tunnel into the casino is a place where people <sighs> never go home. Yikes. Red Square also is... That big Russian place, isn't it? With the pointy... Cert- certainly is. <laughs> nothing, nothing but bears and tanks. <laughs> <laughs> Seems to be the same sort of deal. So that is One Star Reservoir for this week. My God. And before we get on to the media portion, we do have one very special thing we need to take care of, which is an ad. Insert placement! This one goes out to Michael. Michael, your friend Carissa has told us that you've just turned 30 and you are not pumped about it. But don't be sad, buddy. There's plenty to look forward to in your 30s. Things like... You have to delete your Snapchat. If you still have one, you're a fucking sex pest. Crippling debt. Hangovers that last for a week. A depressing sense of regret. Sports commentators will now refer to people your age as veterans and over the hill. Copping questions from your parents about why you haven't married. You still don't understand the kids. Copping questions from your parents about why you're getting divorced. The kids are really fucking odd. And so, so much more. Also, if you didn't go on Kentucky by now, you're fucked. Yeah, the cutoff is 29, you old fart. Literally, you can't go. We tried looking it up. Yeah, it's banned. Also, why is your name Yeti? We've got no fucking idea. However, you should clear that up when you delete your Snapchat, your sex pest. Exactly right. We don't know if it's because you're cold like the Yeti brand of Eskies or you're super, super hairy. Either way, it's important to clear up because you're 30 now. You're an adult. Time to get your life in order. And if you wanted to complain about this ad, tell your friend Carissa because we told her to lob us a pineapple, which in any sort of Australian parlance means $50, but she only gave us 20 Which is why your birthday was November 8th and is now November 14th. So next year, if you want your birthday back, tell Carissa to send us 30 bucks and there'll be no fucking problems. Happy birthday, Yeti. Have a great one, mate. Yes, which means we move on to the Plat de Jour this week, the shit show story time. Gus has gone deep diving into one of the historical shit shows, one of many, and he's going to bring it all to our ears right now. Meow. Gus, what have you got for us, buddy? Sure am. I'm taking you to 1974. Ooh. Pretty recent. Watergate. Yes. <laughs> <is> new. <laughs> new. New, 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 <laughs> new. <laughs> it's Watergate, isn't it? Nope. <laughs> Hold on. Wait while I quickly type a new story. <laughs> it's not Watergate. Okay. A woman named Washington, D.C. <laughs> <laughs> President Nixon is Ex- in power. Exterior, a smoky hotel room. <laughs> the W Gate Hotel. Um, a woman named Wendy Brown is born. Place unknown. Both her mother and father are alive. Oh, no, they're not. Surprisingly. No, they're not. 
No, they're both dead. No, no, no. They, they, they are alive. It's important okay. for the story okay. that they are registered as being with Pulse <laughs> at this in time, 1974 at this time. when she is born. Yep. Uh, their names are Joe and Judith, for those of you in the cheap seats. Yep. Um, let's fast forward to 1990, because what's 16 years between friends slash research? Wendy Brown is now in high school. She's not having a great time. Her brother is a footballer and all she wants to be is a cheerleader. However, instead of becoming a cheerleader, she becomes pregnant. So many stories like that in the US. Absolutely. So she drops out of high school. Which is also the next best thing. It's either (laughs) like, it's the clicks in high school. You're either a cheerleader or you're pregnant. (laughs) Correct. So she drops out of uh, of school, has two kids, uh, a boy, Joey, named after her dad, and a very alive dad. Alive dad. Just want to reinforce it. <laughs> Both parents alive. Oh, I hate uh, this story. <laughs> <laughs> and then a year later has a daughter, Jamie. Loves the Jays. Yep. All about them. So they move around a fair bit. Uh, in 2006, she marries a bloke, also unnamed. Uh, you'll realise why later down the track. And moves from Michigan to Illinois. When they're in Illinois, she, to focus on her marriage, sends her kids to live with their grandparents in Nevada. So she's there with her new husband. Uh, they're focusing on, uh, on really s- cementing and solidifying their relationship. And they move in next to... Uh, they move to Green Bay. Been there. We have. And they move, move across the road from a high school. And so she looks out the window and as she's thinking about her future with this man that she's just married, a thought comes to her. And that thought is, hmm, should really go back to high school and get my diploma. Okay. So she's 33 at this point. Right. And, uh, and, and that's, that's great. Like that's, sure. that's a thing which, uh, which she's missed out on yep. uh, through the uh, slings and arrows of, uh, of life dealing certain cards. Um, yep. And, uh, and that's, that's awesome. There's ways to do that. And you know what? She would have finished high school if the guy just used some condoms. God damn it. <laughs> Buy some dongers, people. Yeah, that is that is spot on the money. Given that this is a shit show story time, I'm sure that will come back to impact the story in some way. Certainly. So, does she go to A, community college to get a high school diploma, B, night school to get a high school diploma, C, actual high school? Just given the way that this is going, surely it's actual high school. So she decides that because every time she posts a photo on her Facebook, her friends comment, wow, you look so young. You look like a junior in high school. Uh, wow. She decides at 33 that it would be a really fucking cool idea for her to pretend to be her daughter oh. and go to the high school that she lives across the road from. She goes to the school during a summer break, Oshwarbison High School in, uh, in Green Bay, and signs up for school, pretending that she's 15. Now, this is where it gets really, really odd because you would think that if 
you're signing up for uh, if you're if you're attending a school or registering for a school, yeah. that there'd be some kind of a process that you would go through where it would be uh, a there'd be transfer uh, forms and certificates, etc., uh, that you'd have to fill in to get to go from one high school to another. I feel like getting to an, into an RSL is harder Mate. than what she did. So Wendy Brown <laughs> literally just rocks up to the school. She walks in during summer break and introduces herself to the school counsellor using her, her daughter's first name and her own maiden name. And she says she's a transfer student from the high school in Nevada that her daughter is currently attending. Wow. And they don't do anything to check this. They just go, cool. <laughs> well, welcome. Uh, Not a problem. Uh, she, <laughs> she <laughs> then effectively uh, writes down a bunch of super sus shit, which is that her mother is very difficult to reach because she works doubles every day, so don't try and call her, yeah. and that the school should let her go home on her own if she feels sick, which the school's totally fine with because America... Does w- she pretend like her husband's her dad or something? Uh, <laughs> heap, heaps weirder. Um, so, so basically, she's had this meeting with this school counsellor yeah. um, who... Just goes great, no worries. Welcome to the to the high school, and then Wendy starts asking when the cheerleading tryouts are. Oh, Wendy! And the counselor's like, "Yeah, absolutely. I'll introduce you to uh, to the cheerleading coach, etc." Anyway, so she rocks out to these uh, rocks up to these cheerleading. <laughs> rocks <laughs> she, out. She, she rocks out. Um, she rocks up to these cheer uh, cheerleading tryouts, and is it has it. The whole thing explained to her by uh, by these coaches uh, as to what they what they're going to do and what they're going to go through, um, and the the biggest thing is that uh, they all need to be a family unit and need to be uh, honest with each other, etc. Um, they it's basically just a series of dance moves with pom poms. Yeah, this chick loses it with excitement. <laughs> so all of these chicks in. Uh, when they're giving comments afterwards, are like, yeah, we thought that she was pretty odd, but also just figured that she was a weird exchange student yeah, and yeah, didn't yeah. have any friends because no one's ever been that excited about cheerleading or about a tryout. <laughs> <laughs> so she effectively had this uh, this week of, of tryouts where she would split her time between um, going to cheerleading tryouts and then going home to her... Uh, apartment that overlooked the school where she was a 33-year-old woman with a husband. What do you think that... What do with you think, her husband, Dad. What do you think the husband thought this whole time? Sick. You do you. He had no idea. Oh. She said that she had a job. At wow. The, at the school. So she was she was doing some Mrs. Doubtfire shit yeah. each day. Sitting at the park bench with a sack lunch. Completely. Going to my job. Exactly. Um but it's because it's it's not school yet, she's kinda kinda getting away with it. Yeah. Anyway, goes to this um uh, to this pool party at the uh, the cheerleading coach's house. And when she rocks up, it's all of these fifteen year olds in uh, bikinis 
and she's a 33-year-old that's had two kids <laughs> and is pretty sure that uh, that they will know if she's in a bikini and has monster stretch marks <laughs> <laughs> that she is not 15. So she wears a one-piece with a T-shirt, which screams psycho. <laughs> 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 if you're a teenage girl and someone rocks up and does that. And let this be a listen to you, Millsy, a.k.a. Yeti. <laughs> if you wear a fucking rashy <laughs> at the age of 30, get in the sea and never come back. Coach calls the calls her home phone to tell her that she's made the cheerleading team. And so she does this weird bullshit where she, call, uh, she answers the phone, uh, then finds out who it is, pretends to be her mum. Then holds the phone away, changes yeah. her voice, does all of all of that uh, sick shit when you're one person pretending to be five people like Eddie yep. Murphy and Just Norbert, <laughs> Ferris Bueller in his room. <laughs> so, so great, makes the cheerleading team, uh, and then we fast forward to her first day in actual high school, right on the second of September. So the only reason that she went to high school was uh, that she wanted to get a high school diploma, but in hindsight, it turns out that it was to make the cheerleading team. <laughs> so she's made the cheerleading team, is pumped. Goes to high school for day one of year 10. Yeah. So then, a week later, the principal of the school does the first round of truancy reports. Yeah. And realises that there's a particular student that came for one day <laughs> and then never came back. Yeah. That's Wendy Brown. Yeah. Came to school for one day. That's it. Yeah. So they call the cops uh, because they're like, yep, truancy, we've got to stamp this out. Uh, and it so. Really? About that, it's that hardcore? A hundred percent. Wow. They, they must have had a monster problem with it. But uh, they call the cops and. Um, I don't even <laughs> know you could call the cops for truancy. Yeah, I. I assume that it's one of those things where... Well, they think it's like a kidnapping or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I assume it's one of those things where it's like, if shit is really uh, is really out of control and you've got uh, kids leaving campus all the time uh, to fuck shit up, then you probably just have a fucking red, red phone that goes directly to the cops <laughs> where it's like, another one's out! <laughs> it's like the great escape <laughs> and all the spotlights turn like on. Like the fucking prison warden's phone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and so, <laughs> the the cop that she calls literally just goes, well, fucking not on my watch, and <laughs> walks, drives over to her to, to her house, yeah, um, yeah, address that's, that that uh, Wendy, the student, is registered at. And then, when no one answers, he calls the pre- previous high school in Nevada, um, and they tell him something quite confusing. Jamie is there in class. Yeah. Right now. And he's like, oh, well, you best send her back to our high school. In Wisconsin. In Wisconsin. Because that's where she is supposed to be. A weird Abbott and Costello routine ensues (laughs) where the high school in Nevada, where Wendy's daughter goes, was uh, very confused, but were like, well... I guess so. They they then go and say to Jamie, "Cool, get on this you, bus. You need you need to go to the high school that you just escaped from in Green Bay." And she's like, "WTF? <laughs> I'm not going to fucking Green Bay. This is my high school." So everybody just sort of has decides that it's time to get everyone in the one room. Then they call. Uh, it, Jamie's like, 
I've got to call my grandmother. Yeah. Calls her grandmother, Wendy's mum, who then calls the cops and is like, yeah, I think I know what's happened here. You definitely uh, need to need to uh, to call my daughter because she has a history of identity fraud. Wow. So her mum rats her out there. Still, no one has any idea where uh, where this chick is in yeah. t- until they put two and two together and realise that there is a chick sitting in prison in in lockup in Green Bay who is Wendy is a first name, then some other fucking whack last name that is off-grid. And she's been picked up because she tried to steal... Uh, rental checks from people in her building and they checked the address and it's like same address yeah and it all comes all comes clean that basically in order to pay for all of the uh, new expenses of being a high school uh, student and buy books and uniforms and all of this shit she and she had no job because she had to go to high school she was flogging rental checks off other people in her building cashing them oh wow into her account they then tracked that put her in jail but also it was under a different name because this chick was dead set catch me if you can (laughs) she was running so many different identities i love how you say this is like catch me if you can if catch me if you can was Was super dicey and it's also (laughs) one week later (laughs) yeah she didn't last very long at all uh anyway so the cops go this is the easiest bust ever. She's already in prison. They literally just drive to the jail that she's at. They're like, uh, did you just pose as a 15-year-old as your daughter at a high school? And the chick's like, no. <laughs> they ask her again an hour later and she's like, oh, yeah, I did that. <laughs> <laughs> it's the old make her sweat on it for an hour. <laughs> yeah. So... Effectively, this thing then goes fucking gangbusters. Yeah. It goes all over the shop. Like this high school, you can imagine, went ham with the uh, the knowledge that a 30-something was pretending to be a 15-year-old, got onto the cheerleading team, was literally in their classes, etc. But also, this poor chick... Like the the daughter yeah. that was at the other school because this thing went international. Really, it hit, it hit news everywhere to the point where um, she lost all contact with her uh, with her daughter and her yeah. son, etc. And her, uh, her mum was like, "Yeah, we're we're severing all ties because the case went went viral." Ugh. But also, the case uh, dredged up all of this all this shit because they assumed that she'd done it for money and so the entire prosecution case looked at it and went great well uh there's no reason that someone would possibly go back to high school in unless it was a financial game yeah yeah she lost money she did it because she genuinely and this whole thing came out of the trial she was she all she wanted to be was a high school cheerleader and the only way to do that was to go back to high school <laughs> and pretend to be her daughter, which obviously is fucked up on a shit load of levels. But the thing that got me thinking about it is that's a woman that is the same age 
as I am now. <laughs> and and I look at uh, all of my friends who are 33 and go, nope. You know why? Not, not, pass it, not passing as 15. Do you know why? Because we all look weathered. Well, this my is... My face looks like the side of a cliff. You, you are a corrugated iron fence of a forehead. Yeah. Uh, but I'm the inverse Wendy Brown. Because when I was 15, <laughs> I was hairy as fuck <laughs> and looked 33. Yes. <laughs> and was able to buy liquor anywhere that I needed to. Yeah. However, was also constantly being barred from going to school yeah. because the security guards were like, hey, old man, <laughs> stop coming in here with your creepy stench <laughs> and your uh, progressed back hair. <laughs> Mate, I'm, I, we're cut from the same cloth. I've had a 30-year-old head since I was 17. <laughs> I'm really growing into my face. <laughs> but anyway, so she she goes through this trial and they just cannot figure out what crimes she's actually... Well, uh, yeah, I mean... What because, she's actually I mean, broken. Because, I mean, that's a tough thing, right? Because when you actually do identity fraud, it is for monetary gra- gain, right? Yes, so correct. It's, so, like, people, like, you know, they use it to you know, start up credit cards and, and run up debt and all that sort of stuff for someone who is seemingly unconnected from them. Yeah, I- exactly. It's it's always a, a an insidious thing. This but was surely this is going to be like a bizarre like floodgates thing because they have to find something to charge her for because, I mean, if they don't, what's stopping some other nubile 30-something woman from living out her fucking weird science class dreams oh yeah it mate when i was when i was looking at this there's all of these other examples of it what? where where kids this seems to be a thing um where people have just gone yeah that's uh i i just need to go back and and tick off uh parts of high school that i didn't nail the first time around and it's like what the shit like here's a couple of examples so, in 1986, a failed athlete called James Hogue, who was 26, posed as a 16-year-old boy and en- enrolled at Palo Alto High School, where he won uh, one of the most prestigious high school cross-country races in America and then got found out. Again, it's a 26-year-old posing as, as a 16-year-old. That would be obvious. But gets gets busted, I assume, because he uh, drives away and has a wedding ring. Um, in t- <laughs> 2009, this bloke, uh, Anthony Avalos, who was 22, faked a birth certificate on his computer so he could play basketball for a high school and aim to get a college scholarship, which he got. What? Yes. What? Yes. What the shit? It, but that's that bit when I was reading it, I'm like, hold on. There is absolutely no reason why she would go back to high school when she could instead go to college yeah. and it not be illegal yeah. and it not be a problem. All and, you, a, and if, like, there's plenty of mature could, age students in college. Op- and you could probably get something out of it. What you, can cer- there, you can certainly still be a cheerleader. You can be a cheerleader. You can actually get a degree yeah all it takes is for you to enroll and put your hand up every single question <laughs> because you're the mature because age you're the student. mature age student and make it fucking hell for everyone else in your tutorials yeah true but it also then begs the question of but 
no normal person would want to go back and become a high school cheerleader. And that's what the court decided. They looked at it and went, okay, we don't really think that you have committed a crime apart from trespassing, but it's really fucking odd and we need to set a precedent. Yeah. So you can go to mental hospital. Wow. Yes. They were they were like, prison, not the right outcome for you. However, we literally cannot have people doing this. Yeah. So anybody that does this is going to be immediately sent to a mental institution. Jesus. For a number of years. So she spends three years locked up. Wow. In a strange, like... Uh, Club med like type looking place. Pretty pretty much. Like the photos of it, it's uh, <laughs> it's called, called the Winnebago Mental Health Facility in Wisconsin, which Love makes that. me think that she spent three years in, a in an RV. <laughs> If you survive the Winnebago, you're sane. Mate, I tell uh, you what, I have sp- I've spent... Uh, you spent a fair bit of time in the Winnebago yeah, mental health facility, haven't I, you? I sure have. I was at four weeks at a time, and, mate, let me tell you, they feel like three years. <laughs> For both you and your pilot, mate. Yeah. Um, then, gets released from uh, from the mental mental facility, from the Winnebago. Yeah. The, doors, the doors open and the wheels stop. <laughs> and... Then it's a thing where she goes, great. You know what it's time to do? Go back to high school. Fucking oath. No. <laughs> Are you kidding? So, so she... So she's now, what, 40? She, she's 36 by this point. Oh, my God. And uh, <laughs> she fi- finally leaves. And she talks to calls her dad up and talks to him about, uh, about her plan. To get her high school diploma, her dad <laughs> assumes that she is uh, on the straight and narrow. Is, well, no, goes the other way. Her dad um, assumes that she is talking about going back to an actual high school. Yeah, calls the cops and says, "I think my daughter's uh, <laughs> committing identity fraud again, and is about to pretend to be a high school student." Yeah. So the cops come and pick her up, send her back to the mental health facility that she just came out of, no where all, all that she wanted to do was, was to be on the straight and narrow and oh. go and get her high school diploma. Anyway, three months later, they sort that right out. <laughs> well, so <laughs> here's my other thing, right? Like. The irony is, if she went to prison, you got to understand, in the American prison system, you can get your GED. Oh, yeah. So it's like... Every single thing... If you actually went to prison and committed a crime, the irony is, you would have completed high school. Exactly. And and that's it. The the hardest things, uh, the biggest obstacles for her getting her high school diploma were herself. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> all, all internally driven. So anyway, at 41... Wendy Brown finally gets a oh high school God. diploma and it makes uh, a, a smattering of press. Yeah. And then she uh, her story is picked up by Lifetime and made into a movie. No. It is fucking whack because what's <laughs> happened is that Lifetime <laughs> have taken her story, then gone, we're making this movie about Wendy Brown. And then... Uh, and being like, it's it's based on Wendy Brown. I'm going to read you the synopsis. Please do. Of, of, of what this is. Also the title. All right, so the title is... 
identity theft of a cheerleader. <laughs> a lifetime movie. Fuck, that is a mouthful. Synopsis. High school was rough for Vicky Patterson as her rejection from the cheerleading squad not only destroyed her already fragile self-esteem, but earned the scrutiny of her demanding mother, Angie. Years later, having dropped out of high school her senior year while pregnant, Vicky finds herself slaving away as a cashier, still contending with her mother's disappointment and living with her unmotivated boyfriend, Darren. Because every Lifetime movie has to have an unmotivated <laughs> shithead partner in there. <laughs> After yet another setback comes Vicky's way, she finds an unconventional way of turning her life around, taking over the identity of a teenage co-worker preparing to drop out of her senior year. After successfully deceiving her way into Glendale High, Vicky quickly integrates herself into the lives of Heather and her friends, determined to finally have the high school experience she never got to have, which includes finally getting on the cheer squad. But when complications threaten to put an end to her plans, Vicky proves that she will do anything, even kill, to have her second oh chance my, oh my at God, life. Oh, that took a fucking weird turn. <laughs> And then <laughs> I watched, I watched the yeah, it goes really, really dark at the very end. I watched I watched a trailer for it and it's it kind of looks more like a mix of Carrie and Annabelle oh uh, rolled into Urban Legend. And <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is this? Anyway, so when this comes out, uh the light's thrown back onto this whole Wendy Brown story. Uh and she starts doing press having to defend that she didn't murder anybody. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you can imagine how that's playing out because <laughs> she, by this Let point, me, oh, it has, it, like, someone who has spent a, a reasonable amount of time in, um, in mental health care uh, is not going to give great press conferences. Let me tell you something. If you've ever had a fight with a woman in a relationship and you come out with... I didn't insert activity. <laughs> then all you will be met with is, well, an inner per- innocent person wouldn't need to say that. <laughs> Why are you getting so defensive? Anyway, so uh, at last check, and this is this is recent. It's a thing where uh, she is still jumping onto Reddit threads and online forums. Oh my god. In caps lock, screaming <laughs> at people. That's it. You, that, that's all how, that's how all you know I wanted you to would... be was a cheerleader. I didn't oh murder anyone. God. Oh my god! You know what? She would have never fit in with those kids. <laughs> that is such an old person thing to do. All caps lock. The button's broken. Exactly. That's that's the online presence of someone who wears a t-shirt underneath a onesie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is she? A high school wrestler? Ugh. Anyway, so that is the story of Wendy Brown. Mate, that is <laughs> so good. I just, with that movie, I'm just like, why do you have to take so many creative liberties? Because the story itself, as we've just heard, is bonkers. Yeah, it's, so it's, like, it's batshit enough. Why change the name? I guess because they didn't want to pay her. Uh, so I guess that's why they changed the name. But why make so, uh, so many other creative things? All right, cool. We have to put her mother in it somehow. Shithead partner. We are lifetime, and then it's just like now there's a Heather and friends and like why? But, uh, but and then all, murder. All, all all of those bits. Yeah, everything up until the last thing that you mentioned. You're like, yeah, okay. I guess that's a that's a small a small liberty. The the truth the truth has been bent, not broken. And then you get to the last bit. And you're like, uh, hold on, what? 
that script must have read like me doing a unius essay when it's a 2,000 word assignment and I start padding out from 1,200 <laughs> words. <laughs> yeah, I, I, think, I think with Lifetime what they do though is that they've got uh, one skeleton of a, of a concept and it's always kind of a murder mystery or a uh, like here's the twist that you didn't see coming because yep. these things screen at fucking 2 p.m. Yeah, exactly. And then they just put like a skin over it. They're like, yeah, cool. Well, here's the hook. Here's, it's yeah. Wendy Brown. Here's my next Lifetime movie. Marco is the king of ranchera music. <laughs> and he will do anything, even kill, to get his hands on a heterosexual liver. liver. <laughs> Send it to print. <laughs> oh, Fuck. It's printing. It's <laughs> <laughs> Someone from Lifetime is listening to this now and they're like, fuck, this is so good. This is I, gold. I tell you what, if you're listening to this, producers and A&R team from Lifetime, stop. You are not our target audience. <laughs> Do not pass go. <laughs> Mate, uh. that, is, that is epic. All righty. So we have a, we're coming to the end of season two. We've we got... Are. We've got six eps left, mm-hmm. which means that it's time for everybody who's been sitting on all of their juicy uh, bits of uh, Intel story time. Uh, I'm glad bo- you ended it with that. Bollocks. Just sitting on their busted, juicy bits. I'm like, <laughs> what? Busted perineums. Um, to, to send in their stories, send in your story times, yeah. send in your train wrecks, because uh, time is running out. Yep. Time is running out. The clock out. is ticking. The clock is ticking. If you want to be that high school cheerleader, you need to send us that stuff. <laughs> you need to you need to be a doer like Wendy Brown. <laughs> she grabs life by the neck and dead set shakes it till a cheerleader comes out. <laughs> and how are we going to do that? Absolutely. Well, what we're going to do is uh, the people you are going to have to send me stuff. Well, us stuff, really. Send us through email, something that's a bit juicier, shitshow.au at gmail.com. Send us something through Instagram. We are Gus and Rig on Instagram at G-U-S-A-N-D-R-I-G. Or send us something through Facebook. Facebook? Facebook. Facebook. I am dying of tiredness. <laughs> anyway, uh, yes, yeah, so find us on Facebook or Facebook if you have it. And we are shit show, all one word. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's, that's, all, that's it. Those are all the channels. That is all of the things that we have. Yeah, 100%. Yep. All of them. Great. All right. Well, uh, I'm just going to shave myself like a torpedo and head back to high school. Absolutely. I'm going to walk out into the forest, lie down (laughs) and bleed out. (laughs) See you guys. See ya. (laughs)